You're listening to Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols. Support for this project is provided by listeners like you. Visit my website at p3photographers.net for ideas on how you too can become a supporter of the project. Welcome to Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols, the podcast where we celebrate early women artisan photographers. I'm your host, Lee McIntyre. In today's episode, we'll meet the Goodlander sisters, two celebrated photographers who ran photography studios together for more than half a century. For more information about any of the women discussed in today's episode, visit my website at p3photographers.net. That's letter P, number three, photographers.net. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols. Before I begin telling you the story of the two sisters that we'll meet today, I first want to give a special thank you to Sarah Weatherwax and the entire staff of the Library Company in Philadelphia. I want to thank Sarah for inviting me to be the guest speaker at the 24th annual Junto event at the Library Company in early December. Now, the Junto kicked off the 2020 campaign at the Library Company in order to get donations to expand their collection. The theme of the Library Company's 2020 campaign will support the acquisition of prints, photographs, and ephemera made by women. I was really honored to be asked to speak at the event, and I had a really great time talking with everyone there about early women artisan photographers, including many women from Philadelphia. Which reminds me, You may recall that Sarah joined me last year for a two-part episode in which we tried to puzzle out the career and life story of an early 20th century woman photographer from Philadelphia. A family friend of the photographer contacted Sarah after they ran across that episode on the internet, and they were able to fill in some gaps in our understanding of the photographer's life story. Once Sarah and I can get our schedules in sync, we're bringing you some more pieces of that puzzle that were uncovered. But for right now, I just want to pass along one little correction. The photographer's name turns out to be properly pronounced Gertrude Sign. The last name is spelled S-A-Y-E-N with an umlaut over the Y. And Sarah and I, during the episode, mistakenly were pronouncing it as Sayin. It's really Gertrude Sign. So look for an upcoming episode sometime this year with more about Gertrude Sign. Not only did we get more information from that family friend, in my trip to the library company in December, I also had a chance to take a look at some of the sign archive that's there. And there are some interesting tidbits to share from what I discovered as well. But that's a topic for later this year. Today, I want to introduce you to a couple of sisters that I talked about at my talk at the library company. Two sisters whose career spanned from the late 19th century into well past the middle of the 20th century. Their names were Maud and Mabel Goodlander. Maud Goodlander was born in 1879, and her younger sister, Mabel, was born in 1882. They were the daughters of M.D. Goodlander, who opened to his own photography studio in Muncie, Indiana, circa 1880. M.D. was famous for his daguerreotypes, and he won acclaim for those as well as other kinds of photography that he continued to do in Muncie, Indiana, until he retired in the 19-teens. Both of his daughters, though, were intrigued early on by photography, 
and his older daughter Maud actually joined him in his Muncie studio in the late 1890s. But by 1899, Maud and her younger sister Mabel had actually opened up a rival studio called Goodlander and Goodlander, which they ran together for several years there in Muncie, as I said, rivals to their father, who had his own Goodlander studio. Now, around the turn of the century, their story gets a little hard to sort out for a while. Mabel seems to leave Muncie to go off to study photography somewhere else, and Maud is listed as a photographer in 1900 in both the Muncie, Indiana census, as well as the Gaston, Indiana census. She's living and working in two places, apparently. Oh, I should note that both of the sisters, over the course of their lives, seem to adjust the spelling of their name. Maud, who, when she first appears in the censuses, is spelled M-A-U-D, well, she adds a final E to the end of her name. Mabel adds a few more letters, going from the spelling M-A-B-E-L, to her name more frequently appearing as M-A-Y-B-E-L-L-E. It looks like it could be Mabel, but I think it was probably still pronounced Mabel. Anyway, in 1903, Maud, who had been working for her father again and not working at the Goodlander and Goodlander studio, well, in 1903, she then goes out on her own, opening a studio in Muncie under her own name. But very quickly, in 1904, Mabel is back, and she partners with her sister in the newly christened Goodlander Sisters Studio. That's a studio that will be run by the two sisters until the 1960s. Maud and Mabel's career is truly extraordinary. And until their father retires, sometime before 1920, the Goodlander Sisters Studio is in competition with their father's studio. Those studios are both there in Muncie. What's interesting is that later in obituaries and tributes to the Goodlander Sisters in 1959 and 1962, when the sisters die, the story that goes in the paper is that the sisters just continued running their father's studio after his father's, their father's death, or maybe after he retired, but it doesn't talk about how they actually opened their studios in, at the same time their father was running his. But when you look back through the many articles and ads in the newspaper, as well as in the Muncie, Indiana directories, it becomes clear that these women did not merely take over their father's business they actually forged their own simultaneously successful photography business, sharing that space in Muncie, Indiana, and joining the ranks of the photographer's studios there alongside their father. There's actually a really cute little notice in the paper at one point when it points out that the sisters are running their studio and their father is running his studio, and that the family dog, whose name is Sam, he goes back and forth. He's seen in the streets of Muncie going back and forth during the day visiting the two studios, the sisters and then the father. There's a cute picture of the dog in the paper, and I'll include that in the episode notes today. Anyway, Maud and Mabel Goodlander win awards for their work over the years, and for a time they advertise as specializing in photos of women and children, things that do seem to win them a lot of awards. And one of the examples of their work that my husband and I found is a beautiful portrait of a woman in what I call the pictorialist style portrait. It's a style that I first described back in the episode on Margaret DeMott Brown, who was also an expert at doing this kind of work. The pictorialist style 
is a soft focused image. It's not the straight on photograph that you think of when you think about the cabinet cards and the early 20th century photos that are done in studios. This is something that's manipulated in the dark room to give it more of a painterly portrait. The resulting image is often delivered as a sepia tone um, that evokes that idea of being more of a painted portrait than a photograph. But the features in the image are recognizable as being a photo of the sitter. But the Goodlander sisters don't do just that kind of portrait. They are doing all kinds of photographic work. Everything that we have come to expect from the typical artisan studio. Their photos also routinely appear in newspapers for society notices or business notices, that kind of thing. They win awards not just for those fancier types of portraits, but over the years they get awards for their photography in general from state organizations and also uh, national organizations, groups of photographers who are rewarding images and their craft. I mean, I found a notice, though, as late as 1952, that a photo of a baby even won an award from the National Stork Association, which was giving awards for cute babies. Throughout the years, the Goodliner sisters are also masters of advertising. Uh, They take out fancy themed ads as well as simple notices in the newspaper. I'll include a copy of different kinds of those. There's one, a cute one for Mother's Day. There's a promotion for getting your picture taken to send to your soldier during World War I. We saw some of that uh, earlier episodes here on the podcast. But very, very adept at taking out these kinds of ads and leveraging that kind of advertising publicity to get people into their studio to get their pictures taken. They also have an interesting logo. It's uh, silhouettes, those black silhouettes of the faces of the two sisters. And I'll include a ad that has a copy of that logo in the ad. There are also just the simple notices for their studio um, that are taken out in these little boxes. And what's interesting is that you see their studio listed right beside their father's studio in that kind of notice in the newspapers. The Goodlander sisters were also very active in the Muncie Business Association, and they served uh, over the years as officers in that group as well, leaders in their business community being there for, as I said, more than 50 years. There's actually an ad in the 1950s that celebrates how many businesses in Muncie have been in business for more than 50 years. The Goodlander sisters are one of about 10 that actually have been in business in all different branches of business, not just photography. Now, Mabel Goodlander in particular seemed like she was a very well-respected early founder and officer in the Professional Photographers of America Association. She was involved in 1908 when a group of women photographers decided that the women's work and contributions to the profession of photography would be well served by having a special women's group within the larger Professional Photographers of America. Mabel was extremely active with that organization, and she served as the secretary treasurer in 1912, and eventually as the president, at least uh, one year, at least in 1915. Um, I'll include a beautiful photograph of her that appeared in publicity for that women's group of professional photographers. The photo is from 1912, when Mabel's headshot is included in the publicity showing all the officers of the group that year. Now, the Goodlander Sisters studio was primarily in Muncie, Indiana. As I said, it opened in 1904 and it closed in 1962 after the death of Maud Goodlander. 
In the 1920s, though, the sisters opened a second branch in Anderson, Indiana. Their mother had actually been from Anderson, Indiana, and they had relatives in that town. I don't know for sure why they opened up a studio there, and I don't have complete dates for that studio, but their studio in Anderson seems to have been around in the late 1920s and lasted for less than 10 years. But during that entire period, they still had the branch, their original branch, in Muncie, Indiana going. Now, Maud and Mabel continued to work together at the studio all the way up until 1959. There's a photo of Maud and Mabel that summer in the newspaper because they're part of a group of photographers in Muncie who are looking to start a new professional photography organization there in Muncie. Unfortunately, just a few months after that picture is taken, tragedy strikes. Mabel is hospitalized with appendicitis, and after a three-week stay in the hospital, Mabel passes away at the age of 77. She leaves an estate of 17000 to her sister Maud, and Maud continues to run the Goodlander studio for a few more years in Muncie, until her own death in 1962. Maud is 84 when she passes away of heart disease. In early 1963, there's a lovely tribute in the newspaper marking the end of an era of the Goodlander Studios in Muncie. It points out that with the Goodlander Sisters studio now closed, that leaves Muncie without a studio run by a Goodlander for the first time in more than 80 years. So there you have it. Two sisters who were photographic entrepreneurs extraordinaire. Their careers of more than 60 years as photographers are among the longest I've run across for any photographer, male or female. They were the daughters of a photographer who went on to forge their own very successful careers and make their own mark on the business of photography. They left behind a legacy of not only talented photography, but also astute business acumen. Truly, they exemplify the epitome of the early woman artisan photographer. As I mentioned, I'll include some of the ads for the Goodlander Sisters, as well as some examples of the Goodlander Sisters' work in the episode notes for today. I'll also include that picture of their dog, who ran back and forth between the sister studio and the father studio. As always, you'll find all that on the website at p3photographers.net. That's letter P, number three, photographers.net. If you have any questions or just want to drop me a line, write to podcast at p3photographers.net. And remember, you can follow Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols on Facebook at facebook.com slash p3photographers. The Facebook page is where I'll post news and updates about the project this year. Be sure to check it out as I'll have some exciting news to share about an upcoming talk that'll be happening in March in Port Townsend, Washington. Anyway, that's it for today. Thanks as always for stopping by. Until next time... I'm Lee, and this is Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols.